Hey, you got him with this one, dog. It's so soulful. Let's take him back. Come on. Hey, remember back in the block in the summertime when the sidewalk got so boiling hot that the heat from the street almost melts your flip flops or burn through your new shoes and leave you. With holes in your socks Us city slickers, there was no watering spots So we'd head to the corner Mr. Warner would knock Off the knob on top What is up? Welcome, welcome, welcome All my doodadders, future fathers Potential parents and everyone else Tuning in to this Very special And needed, I believe, episode Of Dad Hard with a podcast As always, I am your host And the creator of the pod, Mo Green And I hope everyone Everybody is staying safe out there and uh, safe and healthy and quarantining themselves and abiding by all these social distancing regulations and all that stuff because it's necessary. Um, What I'm going to do right now is I know there was not an episode last week uh, because I've been working on this multi-part episode trying to talk to as many of the uh, former guest dads I've had on the show to try to get perspectives um, for parents that are listening in and, you know, people that are becoming parents and are worried about what their kids are going to be into and parents that are currently worried about what their kids are going to be living with in, in amidst this whole pandemic of the coronavirus and COVID-19. Um, so I've been working on that. Um, I also got some, uh, some, some crazy news that, that my dad is in the hospital, um, fighting this thing. So, uh, prayers up to him. We've been in contact. It looks like he's been getting better. So thank God for that. Uh, not through the woods yet. So, um, we're just trying to keep pushing and, and keep him in his prayers and keep the, keep, the motivation going so he can come out on the other side. Um, But I I thought it was important as parents to get the perspective of other parents on this thing and how they're dealing with it and what they're doing and how they're affected. Um, So this is going to be part one of this multi-part dads versus the coronavirus series. Um, And and we're going to talk to uh, four different previous guests. I got um, Maddie Roth. I got Townsend Russell. I got uh, Adam Welton and I got JD Marlowe on this particular part um, and more to come uh, next week, this week, etc. This is also going to be the the first episode of two that are coming this week. I will have a regular dad heart episode uh, coming later. Later on today or tomorrow, um, so look out for that. Uh, but this is the definition of what the fatherhood brotherhood is, and 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 when I talk about the fatherhood brotherhood, this is the definition of it. We all are getting together uh, and talking about our experiences. And in this case, a lot of times it's a shared experience in order to help each other and hopefully help you and and listeners and people listening and other parents to navigate through these unknowns, right? And this is the biggest unknown that we've ever dealt with, as far as I know, uh, basically since 1918 uh, as parents. So I think it's important to get these perspectives. Um, So I hope you enjoy what we're doing. I hope everybody gets something out of it. I know I'm learning and and getting ideas uh, from a creative standpoint on what to do with my daughter. You know, definitely check it out. Like I said, this is going to be part one of this multi-part series uh, dealing with this coronavirus thing because we are all in this together uh, and we need as much help as possible uh, navigating this whole thing. So up first, we got my main man, Matty Roth. Uh, Really interesting perspective because he also is working in a school. So he he's sharing that perspective on it. Um, now keep in mind, the first two interviews are actually from the first week or so that this pandemic hit. So um, if if their views and the, the conversation seems a little bit early uh, and not discussing what's been going on currently right now, that's the reason why. Um, but Check it out. I hope everybody gets something out of it and stay tuned for another episode this week and the continuation of the parts of the dad versus coronavirus series. Um, With no further ado, we're going to jump into Maddie Raw. So we're going to keep it rolling with this week's episode of Dad Hard with a podcast. We're doing a bit of a 
coronavirus special because, you know, as I mentioned, I'd be remiss as a parent to not address this. So, you know, uh, we're we're getting trying to get every every dad, every guest that I've had on the show so far to kind of talk about what um, what they've been experiencing and how it's been affecting them and what they're doing to try to stay healthy and everything like that with their kids. Uh, so right now I'm bringing in my main man and, and the current dad hard king, uh, the, the highest listened to episode thus far, Mr. Matthew Rothenberg. Um, yo, Maddie, how you doing, man? Uh, it's a, it's a rough time out there. What's going on, brother? This shit is crazy, man. Um, you know, like there's so many naysayers and there's so many nuts out there. It's like, and it's, it's all in your face. You don't even know what to believe, you know? Uh, so like the fact that it's all over everywhere, social media, online, everyone's talking about it. Everyone's going crazy. Um, there's no way as a parent, it can't give you anxiety. For sure. You know, as a parent, obviously the first thing that you think about is like, oh my God, how am I going to protect your, your kid or my kid? Right. And you were just alluding to before I, I, I hit record uh, that, you know, this virus is, it, it's not even so much about how do I protect my kid, but it's really targeting you know, older people and, you know, people with health issues and stuff like that. So now you have to think like, let me protect my kid, but like, shit, I also have to think about my parents, which is a real crazy thing to think about as a parent also, you know what I mean? Um, how you been doing with that aspect of it? Well, you know, my, my parents have had pre-existing health conditions and they, they still do. My, bro, uh, my father just got over pneumonia. So my, my six month old has very limited contact with people. Sure. You know, if sure. he's getting anything, it's from me. Cause I work in a school sure. of 700 people. Um, and Cole, he goes to school also, um, but he's back halfway, you know, 12 o'clock and he also has somewhat limited contact. But, you know, my, my parents, I, you, you got to think like they're going out to dinner, they're doing all this other shit. Um, I'm really concerned about them, yeah. you know, uh, because it's, it's been shown, the numbers have really shown that it is targeting people that are uh, above a certain age, um, and especially with the, the pre-existing health condition, um, it's scary. You yeah. know, it's really scary that there's this unknown pandemic happening, and it's just kind of, in a, in a three, four-month span, it's just taken taken over yeah it, so it, it, yeah it's really wild you know i was i was just telling you like i i'm in the same boat like my mom had a really she, she had a really bad lung situation a couple of years ago so i was just on the phone with her um you know and she was actually supposed to babysit uh this weekend and i had to tell her she also travels a lot for work right so like she's been traveling all throughout the beginning stages of this whole thing. And I had to tell her, I said, listen, like I can't have you come to, to the house to, you know, like I, I know if you're susceptible or you, you have it, you know, like I can't bring it into my house. Um, but you know, like I also need you to stop like going to work on the train and putting yourself at harm in harm's way for you to be able to get it. Because again, She's, she's so susceptible to it. Um, for me, I also, my wife has an immune deficiency, uh, a, a disease. So like, I'm actually less worried about my daughter getting it and more worried about keeping her safe, you know? So she's finally now working from home, which is, which is great. Um, but it's just wild. Like to, to have to think about all the different aspects instead of just your kid and like know that like your kid is actually like the safest person is just uh it's a it's a really weird thing to wrap your head around. If uh if any employers had any sense of decency, they would allow people to work from home. You uh, know, immediately. Is, I agree. This is very very serious and you know what like what what good is an an employee if, <laughs> if they're dead? You know 100%. 100%. Hundred um, percent, and it, it really shows the human side of employers, which you don't really get to see very often, depending on where you work or who you work for. But you know, like at the end of the day, we are you know one people, and we need to we need to look out for each other. Hundred percent. So, something as little as staying home from work, like you can miss a day or two or however long it takes. Like it's just it's just common decency. So hopefully. Uh, people start to realize like, you know what, let me be a human being. These people have families. They're, they're, they're a person first and an employee, maybe fifth, you know, truth, hundred percent. Um, you know, working in a school, how has it been, how's it been doing? Like, how's that 
arena been for you to operate in? Have you guys shut down the school yet? Are you thinking about that? Uh, is like, are you getting calls off the handle from parents about like what's going on? Is anybody affected? La la yada yada yada. So in my position, it's it's really tough. Um, first off, De Blasio already announced that he's he's not planning on closing schools. Um, crazy. You know, city schools, you have a lot of immigrants, people that visit their home countries for months on end. You know, you had the Chinese New Year, so you had a bunch of people visiting yep. China and then coming back. Um, and yet still, de Blasio, he, he won't close the schools. Um, and it's the same thing with, like, the snowstorms. He'll be like, stay off the roads. Um, but, but put your kid in school. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was talking about it with a, a co-worker today. I'm like, we were saying how, like... It, for some kids, it's a meal. Yep. And, and I, I kind of get that. Um, but from my perspective, I'm a school counselor. I'm the only school counselor of 350 students in my, in my building. And uh, middle schoolers have a lot of social-emotional needs. Yeah. Um, so I have teachers that refuse to shake hands with kids or anything like that. Like, you know, I have kids that don't have fathers or any sense of belonging to a family. Like... I haven't shied away from giving five hugs. Like the kids need. To, if 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 I start showing signs of anxiety and that and being scared and everything like that, then these kids are eleven and twelve and thirteen years old. What are they gonna think? You know, sure. that's like if, if if teachers panicked and went ape shit during nine eleven when I was in school. Like I would have followed suit because if they're freaking out, then I'm gonna freak out. You know what I'm saying? Should, no, absolutely. Like it, it from from your perspective, I feel like it. You know. As an uh, educational professional, you have to be like that beacon of strength and positivity. And, you know, you can't really, you have to have constant poker face, you know, um, and, and that must be difficult for a lot of people. Uh, it's fantastic that you're able to kind of walk that line and do that because I would think that it's like really a lot of teachers are probably really petrified thinking the same thing that we are about their parents and all that type of stuff. Um so it's, it's fantastic that, that you can do that. Um, yeah, and you know what? It's crazy because when you work in a school and one kid gets sick, it's like a Petri dish. It's just yeah. it's, it's, it's just a matter of like when you're going to get it. I'm not talking about coronavirus. I'm talking about like the common cold sure. or the flu or whatever the hell it is. Um, so it's, it, is, it, is, it is difficult. Um, but at the same time, it's just in any situation, you got to be calm, cool, collective, just like in this situation. Sure. Um, as a parent, I'm being calm and cool and collected because um, when you start to freak out, you start to make irrational decisions. Yep. Um, and I spoke to my wife and I was like, listen, here's the deal. Um, you know, she wasn't freaking out. And I've been telling her for a while, like, I, I do not want to be caught with my pants down. You know, people will stock up shit and leave nothing for anyone else. And that's just the way the world works. Yep. Um, and it finally hit her. And I was like, thank you. So I went out. And I bought more than enough food um, to last us a few weeks. Yeah, we did that yesterday today. You know, it's, it's like you, you can't prevent what's happening, but it's like more precautionary. Yep, for sure. You know, it's just so I have – I'm making a bunch of food. I'm making a, a ton of chili, freezing it. You know, yep. and it, it is what it is. Now, now it's just being more aware of – who you come into contact with, where you're going to go. Like, I'm not going to the city anytime soon. I'm not riding a subway. I'm not riding the Long Island Railroad. I'm not getting in an Uber, you know, and uh, I'm washing my hands a lot more frequently. And that's really it. You know, I'm cleaning the house, but, like, I'm not going to go completely psycho over this uh, because it's it's, it's enough to make somebody sick. Sure. Whatever happens, happens, and when... The time comes, if anything happens, I'll handle it and it'll be just, I'll go accordingly because that's just the way to do it. In, in the time of a crisis, you just got to, you can't say, well, what if this, what if that? You just got to be ready to go yep. in the time of whenever anything happens. And that's it, you know. Um, so I've just, I've stocked up on a shit ton of wine. Yep, we did that today. Four bottles. It's great. Stocked, stocked up on a shit ton of liquor. Yep. Um, and, you know, that's it. Um, we have a shit ton of breast milk, but I was also like, Al, let's get, let's get a ton of formula. Yeah. Like with the necessities for the kids. Sure. For sure. That's what you got to do. And that's, that's it. You know what? We're not going to be going out. Right. We're not going to be doing as much. So our our life is going to change. 
a little bit, but it's I, I like to call it just being more aware of what's going on, sure. of who you come into contact with, and things like that. Um, now, and I was telling my wife this, I'd rather be over-prepared and then laugh about how much fucking Uncle Ben's minute rice I bought, <laughs> rather than have nothing, you know? Sure, 100%. 100%. I agree. You know, um, our role as a father is to make sure that our children and our wives and our whoever, our significant others, are always protected and are always safe. So if that means I've gone out and bought 10 cases of water and, and I bought all this shit just for the fuck of it, yep. you know what? I, I, I hope I'm proven wrong. Well, and you know what? You can save it for the next the next epidemic that comes in when, you know, when, when the zombies finally come to town. You know, you'll, you'll be ready from the stock up of the coronavirus. You know what I'm saying? Well, at that point, I'll have my gun permit, so yeah, I'll be ready to go. There you go. Um, <laughs> but Matty, yo, I, I really appreciate you taking a couple minutes to talk about it. I think that this is like, it's just such a crazy situation. And, you know, I would just be, it's, it's not normal for me to do on the pod to like get into this type of stuff. But, you know, this is part of the fatherhood experience, fortunately or unfortunately. So, you know, I, I definitely wanted, I wanted to get everybody's uh, experience and, and, and feedback and, and, you know, let everybody know like what, what they can do and how to kind of stay, you're kind of a beacon of like staying calm. So I'm fi- I'm happy that, that, uh, that I got you on man um but one thing the one thing that as men we are the backbone like women are women are the strong ones they're the brains and everything we're the back we're the backbone you know so if if we if we crumble and we start to show that we're scared and we're letting it cripple us then it's going to be a domino effect it's going to be your family and then you know it's just keep a calm cool collected head and look it is what it is um we have some of the best hospitals in New York, and that's it. And I, I hope that any of my friends or family or my friends' friends and friends' family and all that other stuff that nobody gets affected by this. Yep. And that's all you can do. You know, yep. th- this is this is a crazy, crazy situation that we're in, and there's only so much you can do. Sure, exactly. So just do whatever it is that you can do, but don't make yourself sick over it. Don't you know? Just stay calm and cool. You know. For sure. Um, yeah, man, that's, it really is what you got to do in, in situations like this. Feeding into the paranoia kind of only makes things worse. Um, so it's just about kind of being prepared and, and ready for whatever it is, but trying to do it all with a cool head, you know? Yeah. You know, like Allie was telling me she went to CVS to get like baby Motrin, you know, Tylenol, all that stuff. She went to get all like medications and everything like that. And she said like, the cashier was telling her that two women almost got into a fist fight over toilet paper. Like, I'm not going to punch somebody in the face or a fucking roll of toilet paper. I either, A, would have asked to split it with the person, or I'd just be like, you know what? I'll shit in the backyard. I don't fucking care. Dude, to- toilet paper, hand sanitizer, Lysol wipes. Like, it's, it's fucking crazy. Everything is like my CVS, my key food, my Rite Aid. Everything else is stocked except for those, like, three things. It's, it's been fucking wild. See, the one benefit of having kids around our age is that we have like an endless supply of baby wipes. I'm like, listen, if we run out of toilet paper, at least we we have at least 20 different containers of baby wipes, which I prefer over toilet paper anyway. So who doesn't? It's great. We're we're okay. (laughs) Let let them fight over the toilet paper and I'll get the uncle Ben's rice. (laughs) Exactly. Well, Maddie, yo, thank you for jumping on and taking a couple minutes. Um, you know, stay safe out there, man, and and uh, and, and keep dad and hard, keep calm, um, and I'll I'll be checking in with you constantly throughout this whole thing. As always, man. You know, I love you, and I appreciate you uh, you reaching out to me. Right back at and, you. Uh, just take care of the family. Send my love to everybody, and then uh, we'll be in touch, man. I want to be on again soon. Yeah, man. I need to get you on full fledged uh, to talk about this this hero story that you told me about after you were on the pod. I can't believe we didn't get to that when when you were on the first time. So I'll definitely you're definitely gonna have to come back on soon. We'll get to that. Um, but let's let's get through uh, let's get through Corona first. <laughs> yeah, for real. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. You'd be good, dude. That was my guy, Matthew Rothenberg, a.k.a. Matty Roth. Um, I appreciate 
you taking the time to sit down with us, bro. Um, and I hope that you and your family are still getting by okay and everything is all good. Um, next up on the docket, we are going to jump down to St. Augustine, Florida um, to talk to Townsend Russell, the host of 100% Dad um, and the creator of 100% Dad, I should say. Um, he, again, a unique dude. I, I really wanted to talk to him to get his unique perspective on this whole thing. He's not affected by school closures because he does work in, uh, he does work homeschooling his kids. Um, and and I, I'm up here in New York. Roth was up here in New York. Uh, it's a big city. Everything is going crazy. So I thought it was important to get the perspective of somebody down in, in the Florida area, uh, a little bit off of the beaten path, not down in Miami, not down in Tampa, not in Orlando, in a major city to see how the thing is affecting him. Again, this was early on. I spoke to him right as the announcement came through that the NCAA tournament closed. And as a former NCAA athlete himself, he had some very interesting thoughts about it. So I thought that, uh, you know, it was important to get that perspective. So with no further ado, we're going to jump into my conversation with Townsend Russell. And uh, I will catch y'all back after that. And now we're keeping rolling with this uh, coronavirus special of Dad Hard with a Podcast. Uh, my next guest that I'm talking to is my main man, Townsend Russell, um, down there in Florida. Uh, how are you doing down there? I know it's been a freaking shit show and extremely crazy up here in new york uh everybody's convinced it's about to be the zombie apocalypse um is that the same thing down there where you are or are people a little more calm less calm what's going on down there florida's certainly a little bit more uh laid back and chill and more coastal more ocean so you got even a, a little bit more of a laid back crowd here so there's there's no like crazy hysteria but certainly the grocery stores are you know out of toilet paper and uh, you know, that's about it, really. That's probably the craziest part. Wait, um, do you have hand sanitizer down there? What's that? Do you have hand sanitizer? Are the, are the stores still, still stocked with hand sanitizer and Lysol wipes? Yeah, as far as I know, they do. Um, I think there were some runs on them. Um, uh, I know we have a great chain called Publix down here. So if someone had showed, uh, showed me a meme on their Facebook account where Publix was sold out of hand sanitizer, but then they had like a... Uh, they had like an instruction sheet or something about how to make your own yeah, like that's, alcohol. Yeah, that's they're telling us up here. Their liquor store where they had where they had plenty of that whatever alcohol it was. That's clever, clever marketing. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, but yeah, it, this whole thing is really crazy. Um, and you know, I, I've just been thinking of what this whole thing going on. I didn't believe it at first. I heard people were boycotting Corona beer because it's coronavirus. I'm like, this is just the dumbest uh, thing. I'm drinking. I am literally drinking one right now while I grill out. Uh, let's so, go. I mean, it's fantastic. <laughs> Corona party. Yeah, man. Um, but you know, I, I like I said, I made fun of this whole thing. I thought it was fucking ridiculous um for a long time and then sports shut down when sports shut down you know that something major is happening and that's kind of when it became real to me um but it's a weird situation because as a first-time dad i'm like nervous about my daughter but then i'm reading that like maybe it She's not the most susceptible to it. Um, you're a little bit more experienced, and you have a couple of, a couple of your own kids that are a lot older than mine. Is, are you affected in the same way as a, as a dad? Are you super nervous, or uh, are you just not at all. Not at all. interesting? So, so now, now let's point this out: we're we're a young family, we're a healthy family. We don't yep. get sick typically. Although we just had the flu like two weeks ago, and I went through our family. Oh Jesus! So fun, but oh, let me think about it. So, uh, you know, depending on where you're getting your information from. Uh, and you know, we, I went to some like some some sources like CDC, uh, the Surgeon General, and they're all saying the same thing: of it's not affecting young people, like almost at all. Uh, children really aren't that susceptible. Now, super small ones. I forget how old yours is, but, but you know, obviously there's a higher risk there. Sure. Um, as with any um, and elderly or anybody that's got medical issues, those, those are the real dangers there. Same dangers with the flu and, and any other sickness. Um, so everyone's concerned there's going to be a run on the hospitals. And I mean, you know, aside from those other extreme cases where someone's already sick or they're very susceptible or have other health issues, the hospitals are going to say, hey, you have coronavirus, go home. This will probably go down as, I think, one of the grossest overreactions uh, we've ever seen. It, it will, we will see in our lifetimes. I mean, it's, it's in the corporate world, you know, you mentioned the spirit, but, you know, I don't care so much about the corporate, I'm like, I am legitimately pissed. 
the NCAA canceled their championship. Like, you know, those seniors, and they're going to give extra years of eligibility for it, but like the impact that's going to have for a lot of these kids is just devastating because they've already gone through the whole season. They've gone through the conference championship. Yeah. Uh, it's just, I mean, they're just not necessarily wrecking the lives, but certainly, you know, I was listening to some of the college kids. Uh, I think it was a kid from Duke, a couple guys from Kentucky and stuff like that. And to listen to them talk about how, you know, they have to, they, they're like also thrown into this position where they have to act significantly more mature about this whole thing. And they can't really express their emotion about how disappointed they are because it's like, all right, I don't get to play in my conference championship, but like there are people dying. So I guess I understand why. And that's the thing that, that's the thing that resonated with me, right? Cause I was like you, I thought the exact same thing. I thought all of it was ridiculous. They had the rumors that the NBA was going to play without fans. And I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Nobody's going to do that. And then when, when, when the, the, the two guys on the jazz got it, I was like, oh shit. Like it's actually well, real. Like yes, the, the, yeah, for sure. Of course, of course. But I think that, you know, it's, it's it's the it's the stopping of the spreading to other people who are high not, risk and so, susceptible. And here's the thing: they're not going to stop it. It's a pandemic. Yep. So this is yep, sure. stop. Sure. They are trying to delay the, the the quickness of it, if anything. So now we're really talking about: okay, we're not preventing death, we're not preventing illness. We're just trying to purposely modify the timing so we don't have a run on medical field. Which they said before. Yeah, you go to the hospital for some reason. If you want to, I don't know why you would go to the hospital if you got coronavirus because you have a fever, you have a cough. Who the hell goes to the hospital for those things unless you have pre-existing conditions? That's a different discussion, right? Uh, but they're just going to send you home. It's not like they're going to keep you in, in, in the hospital for two weeks while you hydrate and rest. They're going to send you butt home. Um, and it is, uh, you know, it's, it's just interesting I, I, times. I, I genuinely think this is a massive overreaction. And if you start listening to why. Like the PGA Tour, we're in St. Augustine, so the PGA Tour just canceled. I know, uh, I saw that. Here. That's crazy. Uh, and did you, did you hear the reasoning why they canceled? They canceled because everyone else canceled. No way. <laughs> that, was, that was their reason. They're like, well, Disney shut down, and that's in between here and Tampa, and you know, we just saw all the other sports shut down, so you know, we're going to follow suit. I was actually so, surprised. Was, I was very surprised when the PGA shut without, down. They were going to do it without fans and you know, all that kind yeah. of stuff. And golf, you can do it without fans. Golf yeah. is like fine to do without fans. It's outdoors. It's open air. It's not but, contained but, within a, a stadium or anything like that. Them, the cancel them all together was such a stupid gross of a reaction. Now, I, I would even be, I, I would still think it's stupid, but I'd be, I'd be okay with the playing without fans. It's weird. It's stupid. It's still televised. They're still making their money. Um, it's an awkward environment. Uh, but at least, especially with the NPAA, the kids get to complete and finish the season. Sure. Especially this close to the end. We're in the championship run for those winter sports. <laughs> but, right. but to cancel it all together, I mean, we're going to look back and realize how stupid this was. But it might take five, ten years because there's so many voices out there saying, hey, this is the right move. This is the right move. Hey, you did the right thing. And it's all copycats. And, I mean, you start thinking from a parenting perspective, what are we teaching our kids? No one can have an individual thought here anymore. Everyone's just following. Everyone's just copycatting. I mean, so, so that's that. And everyone's just – and everyone's – you don't – <laughs> the the pandering the fear. I mean, so this is the time if you have older kids to really show them what's going on as a parent say, yeah. you know, are you going to be a, essentially are you going to be a sheep? <laughs> are you just going to be this blind copycat? Or are you going to actually you know have some independent thoughts for yourself? I, I dig that, and actually, that actually leads me to a, to a, to a nice a nice point that like I actually specifically wanted to talk to you about because you know when you were on the last time we talked about the fact that, you know, like you guys are homeschooling your kids and stuff like that. Are you is is like because everybody up here is worried about schools closing down? What are you going to do about childcare? Is that even an issue down there for you? Are you guys keeping? I know you talked about when you were on the last time about how you have like a community up there of of, of fellow homeschoolers that all get together. So there's the socializ- socialization aspect of it. Are, are you guys still doing that? Is it is it kind of uh, you know schedule as normal? There's, there's, there's no reason not to. For sure. I mean, if, if someone if someone gets sick, they'll stay home. Yeah. Otherwise, we're going to get together. Now, yeah. we were a group that, um, you know, we, we expressed independent thought. If you're healthy and you just don't want to come, you don't have to come. Interesting. Hold yourself out. Sure. Yeah. sure. Um, but, but, yeah, so we're, I mean, we're less affected by that, obviously. 
Well, you know, I like I said, I just wanted to just want to throw it out to you for a few minutes and and, and chat, get your perspective. Um, you know, yeah, well, I well, we're here we're here in warm Florida, which but you know these viruses don't don't live as long when it's nice and right. warm. So that's so we have a perk there. We're a healthy family. Um, we homeschool, so we're not affected by the school closing. Um, you know, we're we're a pretty independent thinking family. Um, I mean, right now we're, we're actually just looking at cruises the other day. You're like, bag on cruises are getting. Super cheap. They're so like, cheap. We, we might be saving money. They're we so might cheap. save money by going down to a cruise, which is only a two-hour drive for us. Go down to a cruise for a week, and my God, it, that might be less expensive than living here at our house. For sure. If we got quarantined. It's not a big deal. And, and for you sure. know, school, you know, we, we do the schooling ourselves. Um, so we're, yeah, but... Um, yeah, you guys are kind of oh sitting gosh. pretty right now. Warm weather, homeschooling, retired. You guys can just lock yourselves in the house regardless and just chill out. It'd be great. Yeah. Life is good. Yeah, man. Well, it's good. It was good talking to you, bro. Um, uh, stay safe out there regardless, and uh, hopefully everything kind of turns around. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, all right, man. I'll talk to you soon. I'll talk to you soon. All right, let it go. Bye. And yeah, that was Townsend Russell. Uh, again, like I said, unique perspective on things. Um, but all of that is important. You know what I mean? It's important to get all of these different aspects of the fatherhood experience because even though all of our views and our situations are different, right now especially, we are dealing with the same thing. Um, so it's a, also a shared experience. You know what I'm saying? Um, so thank you Townsend for that. I hope that, uh, all your family is still safe and sound and healthy and you guys are still trucking it out. Um, and, uh, I'll have to catch up with you and see if you end up taking that cruise, uh, around cause uh, apparently probably a boat is probably the, in the middle of the ocean is probably the best place to be right now to, uh, certify your healthiness. Um, but up next is, uh, we're shooting out to Los Angeles, California. Uh, I'm definitely sure. And I said it to him on the pod or when we were talking, uh, he definitely didn't expect to be back on the podcast this quickly. He was only on a couple of weeks ago, but we're shooting up to LA to talk to Mr. Adam Welton, uh, DJ comedian extraordinaire. Uh, he was very big on having all of this uh, new free time now that both of his daughters were in school. So I wanted to see how that was working out for him because that time has definitely gone out the window now. So up next is is Adam Welton. Keep it locked and I'll uh, check back in with you after that one. And we're continuing on with this Corona massive edition, uh, compilation edition, if you will, of Dad Hard with a Podcast. What we have on next is my main man, Adam Welton. He was on a couple weeks ago, and I bet you he did not think that he would be a second-time guest so soon. But alas, after we joked about Corona hitting and how crazy people were getting, things actually got fucking crazy, man. So, hey, man, how are you doing out there? Um, How's this whole thing Hitting you? Is the family safe, healthy, the whole nine? Oh, we're good, man. We're definitely good. Praise God. I, I waited to do my taxes, bro, because I told you. I think I said on the podcast that I said something about the podcast and the, about me waiting to do my uh, start up my podcast until I got my taxes. Yep. But uh, I, I didn't um, anticipate starting the podcast like I did, you know, under these circumstances. You yeah, know, man. I was I was planning to to get the lights and the cameras and everything up. But now I'm just like straight raw with it. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, with the beard, just, you know what I'm saying? Looking real scraggly. Yeah, man, you uh, really do but, have the COVID beard like down pat, man. I, I, I watched the first pod on, on YouTube and I was like, damn, I never see him so scraggly in my whole life, bro. Yeah, bro. Well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I mean, until, until we are free, I'm trying to at least, Grow out the beard, you know. Everywhere you. else, we everywhere else we keep nice and clean, nice and shaved for the most part. But you know, the beard, I'm trying to just let it grow because, uh, you know, in no other time would, would I do this, you know. Yeah, so it's like, sure. all right, I got the podcast. Uh, you know, we gonna we gonna have the beard grow out, and we just gonna be straight raw dogging it. Yeah, man. And see now with the, with with now with you starting to pot up, you know what I mean? Again, you can now have the story of you growing a beard they can see the emergence in you and as things get worse and worse with this covid shit they can see your beard getting longer and longer yeah, with every beard, episode you beard, know what i mean you could chronicle the story of the beard <laughs> my beard will, 
Well, then it gets just get worse and worse as well. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm doing the same thing with my hair, man. I'm like, yo, I'm just going to let this thing rock the fuck out and see what the deal is. But, um... But with this with this Corona thing, man, it's 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 I know it's scary really up here in New York, man. I go outside, I take my daughter out for walks um, every day. I try to stay out for like an hour and a half, two hours uh, to get her some air, like let her like see the world and something other than our a thousand square foot apartment, you know. Um, but how are I know things are crazy here. Everybody's wearing masks and you know running away from each other when you see somebody on the street. How are things out there in Cali, man? Is 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 it just as crazy? Is uh, what's the deal going on out there? Well, there's a difference between you guys and us, and as far as you know, we don't we can pretty much avoid other people on the street because uh, we ride we ride our cars yes. for the most part. Very true. So that's that's a very big part of it. And that's why New York is hit pretty hard, yep. you know, because you guys interact with way more people on a daily basis than we do. Bro, so, you have no idea. I like I like have to like count the amount of people that like I interact with on on a, a daily basis. You know what I mean? Like you never realize how many people you encounter and actually have an interaction with anytime you go to the grocery store. You know what I'm saying? Like and, and now I'm like I'm counting them in my head. I'm like, okay, I had an encounter with this person. How close were they? Were they six feet? Were they not six feet? Do I have to lice on my hands? Like should I lice all the stroller? Like what's going on? It's insane, man. I'm so paranoid. It's like I'm smoking weed again bro wait why'd you stop because it was making me paranoid I think I was just smoking too much bro I just was like yo I started hearing bumps in the night but and shit like that but no I I, I really stopped I really stopped when my wife got pregnant you know what I mean because I couldn't really smoke oh, in the house and yeah, like yeah, I would do like the pen a little bit here and there when I was walking yeah. but then it started making me paranoid and and I was just like yo I gotta stop like let me start reading or something like that instead you know what I mean to pass the time um, but so, but uh, nah, man, like it, it, it's making me fucking paranoid out here. You see everybody with masks and all this shit. And you're like, yo, do are they wearing a mask because they have it? Do they, are they wearing a mask because they're being protective? I'm wearing a mask. I don't have it. Do people think I have it? Cause I have a mask on. Like it's just a whole mind fuck out there. At least uh, I feel like it's better at least for you guys. Cause you have the sanctity of your cars. Yeah, it's definitely better on the West coast, man. So you probably need to just come out here. I, I, listen, if I could travel, I would be out there. Believe me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, um, no, I meant like, I meant like one way, one way ticket, one way trip. Just, you know, just, just take over LA with me. <laughs> um, but yo, how, how is it, how is it going family wise with, with, with everything in the house? Are you guys like staying inside for the most part? Or are you just like, yo, like we can just be in our car. So it's kind of business as usual. Uh, are the kid, how's, how's teaching the kids via zoom? Like what's going on with that shit? Uh, so mainly, man, I'm, I'm pretty much, um, with the kids throughout the day. My wife, uh, thank God she, she changed from working at the hotel. She works at the bank now. Okay. And so. Uh, so she works there pretty much during banking hours, uh, which is, you know, uh, wait, her bank is still open Well, the bank. I mean, people need money, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's so, what they have ATMs for, bro. I'm petrified <laughs> every time I put in like my pin number when I'm at the ATM, yeah, oh, like bro, I got to touch like fingers. shit. Yeah, man. It's wild. I was just the pharmacy having to punch my shit in for my card. I'm like, damn, why not just pay with cash? Yeah, it's no, wild. So yeah, she just got the job right before uh, all this popped off. So that was God, pretty much. That's great. Just taking care of us, man. So we're very appreciative of that. Um, but as far as uh, your question, man, you know, it, it things have definitely you know progressed. Uh, when I say things, I mean pretty much bedtimes and wake up times. I think have really much disintegrated. So they used to go to bed at eight o'clock. Now it's like eight o'clock. Go play in your room until nine. And then, like, clean up at 9 and then go to bed at 10 when daddy goes to bed. Then they wake up when daddy wake up. And it's like, oh, my gosh, these kids Damn. need to go to bed. <laughs> she, yo, that, so you, that's really the Wild Wild West out there. Jesus, your house is the Wild Wild West. <laughs> uh, but basically, you know, sometimes when I feel like being a super dad, I'll take uh, different activities that I have, either Play-Doh or... Uh, watching yoga on uh, YouTube, 
or, uh, you know, doing an activity that, you know, coloring or something like that. And you take, put all of those different things, you put them in a little cup, you, uh, and then you just pull one out and you do it for 30 minutes. Oh, that's, so, that's, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah. So I try to do that. And then, you know, I do that. And so, and then I, and then the weeks go by and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm running out of ideas. But, uh, I, de- I definitely think, you know, the kids really get excited about that. And then I put homework in there or, you know, some other stuff that daddy might really like. They like playing video games, so that's one of the options. But just think of, like, all the different things, activities that you have that you could possibly think of, sure. right? And just write that list, cut them up in a little piece of paper, you know, put them in a little cup, and then just pull them out, you know, and then just do that for 30 minutes. So it's yeah. just a lot of fun, you know. They really like it. How are they doing with school? Like, how are they doing with school? Are they still like in school? Are they in spring break right now? Like, what are they having to be on like Zoom classes all day? Like, my daughter's not at that age yet, so like, I, like I'm actually very thankful. Me and my wife talk about it every night. Like, we feel for parents that have kids that are you know two years and above because being inside, especially here in New York, it's so it's a lot to deal with and especially when you have a kid that needs to get out and needs to get educated like i don't know how those parents are doing it um but are are your daughters like in are they doing school are you having to run that like that program with them like via zoom uh so we have something called straight jacket time it's where i bought (laughs) bought these straight jackets off amazon and uh, no you did it wait that's a real real size and then you know they just go in their straight jackets and they just bang their heads against the walls uh, for for a couple hours. And Daddy just sits there and plays his video games. My eyes are bleeding and I just I'm, I'm laughing hysterically. At no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Yo, I actually thought you were serious coming, with the straight jackets. Though, that's coming with this stimulus check. Don't be surprised if you see a big stimulus of straight jackets being arrived at Amazon Depot. <laughs> oh my but, god. Uh, they give us they give us iPads uh, from the school. Okay. And so uh, I don't give her too much time on the iPad, but uh, that is pretty much one of the main. They've had a couple Zoom meetings, but pretty much, man, I my daughter is reading at a second grade reading level in kindergarten, and so I have her pretty much working on subjects and predicates of a sentence out of a a book that I actually bought on Amazon. So I'll take time with her, do 30, 45 minutes of instruction and sit there and just, you know, make her do her work. And it, and, and that's really, you know, and that's, that's where she learns the most. And then I gotcha. get, I look at the material from her teacher and she's still working on how to draw the letter Y. And I'm just like, bruh, we working on subjects and predicates of sentences, you know, uh, adjectives and verbs and stuff. So it's pretty much, you know, she's she's learning more with with me than she is in uh, LAUSD is what I've learned. Oh shit! Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you this: if, if if the acting comedy thing don't 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 pan out, you could just be a homeschool teacher for uh, for subjects and predicates. Then I guess if your daughter, no, is- bro, nobody said that I like it. Bro, <laughs> we be clashing, bro. She'd be crying, I'd be mad, and we'd be yelling. But you know, but hopefully she learns something from this because. Uh, Lord knows that the last thing I'm trying to be is a kindergarten teacher with these little kids, man. F that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm with you, man. I Like I said, I don't know how these parents are doing it. Um, I don't know how the teachers are doing it. Like, uh, this whole world is a, is a brand new place, man. I, I started watching Westworld season three and I swear to God, we're living in fucking Westworld, bro. Like, that's what this whole thing is. It's like, oh, let's make this COVID world and just throw all these people into this random disease infested world and let them figure it the fuck out. You might be right, man. I didn't see uh, season three yet. So thanks for ruining it. I really appreciate that. Um, but, well, uh, we're living in season three right now. That's what yeah, I'm telling if you. <laughs> that's what it is. If, if I'm looking outside and that's what it is, then I might pay that extra fifteen for that HBO and then <laughs> try to catch up. Um, but when when you were on the last time a couple of weeks ago, uh, you you were so excited. Because now that your second daughter was in school, you had all this free time to like get the pod back going and and work on different stuff, have you time and all that stuff. How's that been going for you, bro? Uh, wow. <laughs> uh, so it's been going great actually because uh, my daughters they can play with each other for the most part. Like you know, oh, they're six nice. years old. And so I'm in the room and, you know, I, I, I think of an activity or, you know, if they're not playing with each other, it's like, go do this. 
Daddy will pop out. I'll feed him, and then I'll play with him for a little bit. And then Mommy will get home around like 5, 6 o'clock. Um, around that time is dinner time, and then I'm pretty much done around yep. yeah around dinner time. Six or around six o'clock, I'm pretty much done. But during the day, man, like right now, I'm in I'm in my bedroom. The girls, you know, if they're not eating, go play with your sister. Um, Just I don't lock her in the toy TV. box. Yeah, I try to get yeah, right, right. I try to keep the TV off for the most part. Maybe a yeah. couple times, a couple times a day, I'll put it on, but not for long. My wife definitely will put that TV on instantly. So I try to balance that situation out. Uh, so pretty much, man, it's, it's at the ages of six and three, the fact that they can play with each other, yep. it really does help, man, because other than that, bro, it'd be rough. So, you know, I mean, I've just been working on the podcast, like you said, yep. and uh, we've just been trying to do that at least once a week and just upload, 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 and just keep sharing and get more subscribers on YouTube. Yeah, so. for sure, man. That's what's, that's what's up, man. It's, 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 it's a time right now to really, um, to when you do have that free time to get in a really creative space, the only way that like at least I have been able to kind of cope with this uh, stir craziness that's going on, not being able to like really be outside and like go out and like do things. You know, I've just my creativity level is just, you know, I'm trying to take an hour, a couple hours a day, just work on stuff, podcast related, non-podcast related, other projects and stuff like that. So, um, that's that's what you got to do during this time. It's the only way to stay sane, man. Especially for us creative types, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely, man. I definitely, you know, especially because I, I told you just being uh, with my wife working during the day, I, my nights became available because she used to work nights at the hotel. So right. I was expected to be able to go out at night and do more comedy. So now that that kind of pretty much was on pause, it really, you know, the, the podcast definitely became... A, a better outlet for, for me sure. to, you know, get that comedy out there. And for just sure, being on stage, I approach the podcast with a different mentality now of, of just going hard, you know, because when you, when you hit the stage, man, you got to go hard. Yep. So, uh, so I'm, I'm really enjoying that. That's what's up. That's great, man. Well, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we were able to check in, um, you know, and, and do this. Uh, you know, this whole this whole world has just been getting really crazy, and I feel like it cr- gets crazier by the day. Um, so I'm glad that you guys are okay. I'm glad that you're doing well. I'm glad that you, the, the girls are doing well. The wife's doing well. Everything's good. Um, and uh, thank you for letting me check in with you, man. I appreciate it. Hey man, I appreciate you, but Trump better cough up on these checks real chalk. And I go straight up. Because hey, these checks better be popping through. You got two kids, man. I got thirty-four coming through, so Trump better cough. Because <laughs> forty-five about to get up out of there. We about to get forty-six up in there real quick. So how about your boy? All right, man. Yo, you're a fool, bro. I will. T- I'll talk to you soon. Um, and uh, hey, man, let me know when when I'm coming on the pod, bro. I, I can't wait to do I it. Think, yeah, I think the twenty first. Beautiful. Right? Is that what you said? Beautiful. I think yeah, that's what you said the other day. Yeah, yeah. All okay, right, cool. Cool, cool. I'm game, man. I can't wait. I'm excited. I'm glad you're back up and running it. Glad everybody's safe. Um, and I'll talk to you soon, man. I appreciate it. Hey, this is a video podcast, so you're gonna need to fix your face or your head or something, so you ain't looking too scraggly. You feel me? Listen, it'll look better than yours, so that's what all I got. Let's go. That was my main man, Adam Welton, a.k.a. DJ Mad Hatter, a.k.a. A-Dub in the club, as we called him back in college. Uh, I really appreciate that perspective. Um, and that conversation just happened last week. So you can see how things have turned and how the concern has turned um, and how we went from joking about the start of the coronavirus thing uh, when he was on the first time to how serious it's gotten now. Um, but so... Adam, I hope everything is cool. Hope you guys are still all good. Um, Last up for this part uh, is my guy, J.D. Marlowe. We're coming back to New York for this one. Um, He, when I was talking to him, he was telling me about how him and his wife are, are managing this whole thing with their daughter being home now, having to pull her out of daycare and the same thing that we did. And the guy is pulling marathon shifts. Um, and I praise him to the fullest for doing that uh, because I don't know if I would be able to rock it out the way that he is. So we're going to jump into JD now and... Uh, and I'll catch you at the end of that. That'll be the last interview uh, on this part of the dads versus coronavirus uh compilation and uh but i'll catch you after we'll take you out
and we are continuing to roll with the dad hard dad's verse COVID-19. I don't want to call it an extravaganza because that seems way too positive and uppity, but um, you know, the the COVID multi-part episode that we're doing this week, um, checking in with all my previous dads. And right now we got uh we got my man JD Marlowe, um, who was only on the pod uh, maybe six weeks ago, and I bet that he also, like many of the guys that I've been talking to thus far, didn't think that he'd be back on the pod this soon, but you know what you know, we need to get <laughs> We need to find out how everybody's dealing with this thing because it's it's uh, it's it's really an insane time in the world. So, uh, JD, number one, man, how are you doing? How's the family? Is everybody safe, healthy? Yeah, every, everything is as good as we could hope it to be given what's going on. Um, I mean, fortunately, we don't I, – I don't know anybody that has been to the hospital – you know, no direct family members, um, that, you know, are sick or anything like that. Um, our, our neighbors might've had it. Okay. We found out recently, but they seem to be doing okay. And, you know, we're trying to abide as best we can to, Stay out of the way. That's all of our jobs right now. We speaking of neighbors, we actually started doing uh, some in order to, to to stay within the social distance rights and also get some semblance of human connection. Uh, we've actually been doing a social distance doorway hangout, like wine drinking with um, our neighbors across the hall. We both sit in our doorways that are about six six feet apart and <laughs> drink wine together. And it's, uh, it's pretty sick. I effective. like it. I yeah. like it. You know, got to do what you can these days. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. My in-laws were doing something similar to that recently where they were driving to um, like uh, my – my father-in-law's mother's house and like sitting in the driveway <laughs> and like, yeah. you know, having dinner in the driveway while she was inside kind of thing. Yeah. Um, don't know if they're still doing that, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's like, you just got to get creative with it. And I think we all need, uh, to connect somehow. Yeah. It, it, so it's, it's, it, it makes it really tough. You know, like I, I know, especially for us, um, you know, we had to do a drive-by, like, wave and say hi with the baby to my mom over the weekend. Yeah. Because she lives all the way. She actually lives, like, not too far from you, all the way yeah. to town. So we had to drive by there, like, like she was, like, across the street. We were like, hey, mom. Like, how you doing? Like, Rora, wave hi. And, like, like that's almost cruel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, like, that's how she had to see her granddaughter. And it, it's yeah. it's wild. You know, my, my in-laws live across the street from us. And, like, we got social distance shamed by some woman on the street the other day because we were, like, <laughs> talking to my mother-in-law in her gated courtyard. Like, wow. it, it was, it's, it's all, it's all really crazy. It makes life a lot more difficult. Um, and, you know, when we were talking, you know, you... Uh, you know, the reason why I definitely wanted to, to talk to you about this is that like you seem like you're just running marathon shifts right now um, in the midst of this whole thing. Uh, sure. h- how are you how are you coping with it? I know you and your wife both have pretty like intensive editing jobs. And I know your daughter's now like out not in school, obviously home all the time. How are you dealing with all that stuff? Um, basically, right now, um, we've got it worked out where um, my wife will work. Uh, in the office that we have um, from basically 9 to 5 and she'll join us maybe for lunch at 11.30 before my daughter goes down for a nap Uh, I do all the daycare during the day and then um, at night I will do my work from you know 7.30 or 8 o'clock until I fall asleep (laughs) (laughs) or until I can't take it anymore um and that amounts to about a half day of work if I'm lucky. So uh, it's a bit tricky. Um, lucky, I, I don't know if it's a lucky thing or not a lucky thing, but the, the thing that I was working on is like kind of has a ceiling for how far we can take it right now because okay. they, can't, they can't do any more filming. Okay. Um, so the pressure of like having a schedule for it is kind of out the window. So cool. I'm just sort of doing what I can. Um, right now and then picking up other odd work, um, where I can. 
Okay. There's not a lot of work out there right now. So that is very uh, true. So like I, I did like something for the New Yorker last week. Oh, um, nice. And that was that was great. Um, a nice, you know, it was on topic with what's going on right now. So, um, and that was a couple days of work. So, you know, I mean, it's it's like a balance of like I can't do that every single night. And also on weekends, right. um, so trying to stay sane, but, yeah. uh, you know, I have to work a little bit. So. For sure. What are you doing? What are you doing with that? Like I said, that that's like a marathon. When you told me that uh, before we jumped on here, um, I was just like, dude, that is uh, like my, my heart goes out to you. Uh, like my heart goes out to like any parent with a kid that's like two and over in general like 18 months and over in general you know like once they hit that st- standing running walking talking opinion having real opinion having stage like i just like i know how difficult it is to deal with a infant you know who's eight months old and like wants to be mobile and like is starting to like find her voice you know i know how that di- how difficult that is i can't even like imagine how tough it is for, for for a parent having an older kid when you just can't let them outside, you know, like it would all yeah, be. It, 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 yeah, it is, it's definitely tough. Um, we're, I've tried to be as creative as I can get. Some days I just don't have it. That's yeah. the truth. You yeah. know, like, uh, you know, it's, it's a, cause it's, it doesn't really end and yeah. there isn't like, uh, a date that we can say like we're, we'll be good, right? Right. <laughs> you know, so um, just trying to pace it, and you know, we get out a little bit. Like uh, I was taking her in the running stroller uh, a oh, couple nice. weeks ago. My wife just bought one of those. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, and that's like you know, I've had it for a couple of years now, and it's I love it. Yeah. Um, so it's especially useful now because. Um, I, I would take her down to Central Park on a couple of occasions when it was nice out. Um, and I haven't done that in maybe two weeks now. Um, depending on how things go, maybe I'll start again. Yeah. But um, we have the park across the street, and, you know, I've got a few other options. But can't take her to playgrounds. Right. Can't, you know. It's just very limited. So I'm at the point where, like, got to be worth it to go out it's got to be super nice and it's gotta, yeah. you know I, I need to be like guaranteed some mileage out of that because like putting on a mask and getting you know and then sanitizing everything when you come yeah, back and just, spraying the doors and washing your hands and washing your kids hands and like yeah it, just to get like a, you know like an hour out yeah. of my i'm like wow well, i'll just turn on sesame street you know like yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude I, I i it's so true man like um I'm I'm like just starting to get into a stride with like a schedule for Aurora. Like every day I'm like finding myself starting this like segment off different rooms of the house for like different parts of the day, you know, like, um, so like I'll do like a music class with her in the bedroom. Like that's like the entertainment room. And then her room is like the reading and like daytime playing and sleeping room. And then, the living room where she has most of her stuff is like morning and nighttime playing. Well, you know, yeah. so like it doesn't bother my, so it doesn't like bother my wife while she's like on calls all day and, and, yeah. and on office zooms and stuff like that. But it is so freaking difficult, man. Are you like finding yourself like doing anything like super creative or anything special that you would never like thought you would have done like in a situation like this? Oh, yeah. um, I mean, we we're definitely using the space we have in ways that I never would have guessed that yeah. we would. And we've like gotten a few toy items that like I would never have bought. Sure. We like, I mean, we have like a little slide now in our living room. Really? Up, you know, pretty much the whole living room. <laughs> That's amazing. She must love like, that. It's hours and hours of fun, and it does not get old. So, yeah. like, that's that's a win. That's awesome. That's um, dude, you got to do what you can at, at this point in time. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and I think it sounds like you guys have a, you have pretty good system worked out. Yeah. And I, I think it's it's important to like find some structure to the day yeah. where there's like things are are set apart in some way, or yeah. like they at least emotionally feel like this thing is different from this other thing. Yeah. Um, or here's a morning thing that we do. Like, you know, like I won't turn on Sesame Street in the morning. 
that's like oh a, see that's when I do that's when we always do, that's when we do do it with her if we're gonna nice. watch Sesame Street we do it in the morning um, like probably like before her her morning net now she's eight months your daughter's what two plot right, almost two she's turning two tomorrow actually wow what are you doing for her birthday uh my wife uh, got the day off. Actually, her old company got the day off. Wow. Which is just For your daughter's today. birthday? That's awesome. I know. Like, we, we told them. And they, we, we went to the president. We said, listen. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'll be able to hang out together, which awesome. will be really nice. And um, she knows it's her birthday tomorrow. And every time we ask her, she just yells, cake. So <laughs> All right. we'll be making a cake. Great. We have a um, little birthday sign we're going to put up. Great. And, um, yeah, she doesn't. I don't think she's going to be, like, disappointed that there aren't people around for it. I don't think she's old okay. enough to really realize what she's missing out on in the way of a party. So um, my hope is that, you know, we can just hang out and have, have a good time and have a couple, you know, dance parties together nice. like we would. And, um, you know, have some cake. That's actually That's- one of my wife's, like, biggest things right now with this whole thing going on is that we're not going to be able to have a first birthday for my daughter in July. Yeah. Like yeah, because that that birthday is for you guys. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the only one you get. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, that's like your time to celebrate yeah. that you made it. So for sure. Um, well, you can still do that though. <laughs> you know, well, I'm, I'm hoping you listen. I, I hope that I hope that this thing that this thing turns down. I feel like it just spiraled so out of control and so intensely so quickly um, that as parents, it makes it really hard to like adjust on the fly. You know? Yeah, I mean, I think, like, I had this kind of sinking feeling for a while that this kind of thing would happen. I remember telling somebody I was working with um, that uh, things could get pretty bad here. And they were already kind of bad. And they kind of looked at me and laughed because it was already weird and bad. Um, But then it did get worse. So, like, you know, because there are other people reporting from the future who have already done this. Or, or there's this movie from the past called Contagion that That's is right. this exact a, situation, literally we have to all a these tea. references, and yet there's this like powerful denial over like the way we live and and like how that could be upended in such an extreme way that it's like you don't even want to deal with it. Yeah. So it just gets forced upon you, and that's where we're at. Yeah, man, it's it's really nuts. Um, you know, down to the point, and I think I mentioned it to you when we talked before, I also want to give you, and I would love if you gave your mom a huge thank you, because she literally, like, saved my mom's life. Um, she, my, oh, mom, like, nice. my mom, like, couldn't, my mom couldn't get groceries uh, delivered to her, uh, and she's, like, really afraid to go out, because she had, like, some serious lung issues a couple years ago, so she's super high risk of getting this thing, and she's been really scared to leave the house as of late and could not get a delivery of groceries and she actually hit up your mom to see if there was anybody that she knew or whatever and your mom was like yo I'll put a package together and I'll come deliver it myself yeah, and she, she was. Did. She was doing that yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's so. it, that w- w- it was. It was phenomenal. You, your mom, literally saved my mom's like life because she couldn't. Well, that get means food. a lot. I'll, I'll definitely let her know. So please, I, like, I, throw her my hugest, 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 massive gratitude and and thanks for that because um, that's the type of stuff that like we kind of got to do in these in these scenarios. Like, all we have yeah. is each other. You know what I mean? It's true. This this whole thing is wild, man. Um, I'm really happy to hear that you guys are doing okay and you're doing good. You're safe. You're healthy. Uh, you're getting creative with um, with your daughter, and I, I hope she has. I hope she has a good, a great birthday tomorrow. We've been having a lot of fun together. Awesome. Um, and it's been actually a good time to sort of just hang out and and have fun uh, yeah. for the most part. It's still difficult, but like there's. There's a lot that I'm getting out of it too. For sure, just getting to be one on one with her five days a week. So. For sure, for sure, man. There's nothing. There's nothing else for us to do but dad hard. You know, trademark on the we're, on the terminology. You know, what I mean? <laughs> dadding, right dadding harder. Oh my god! <laughs> now you now we got a sequel. Now we got a sequel <laughs> podcast called Dad exactly. Harder. This is this is great. Um, I'm going to be the Bruce Willis of dad podcasts. This is awesome. <laughs> 
But no, man, I uh, I don't want to keep you. I know this is kind of your time to 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 get on your grind and 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 work. And I know you've already had a long day, so I just want to thank you for taking the time. Um, of course, and, yeah. Uh, and uh, hopefully we we all make it to the other side of this thing, and it doesn't last as long as we all hope that it doesn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Hopefully, it you know can evolve in a way that doesn't remain exactly like this. For sure. So. For sure. All right, man. Um, thank you again, man. Thank you for, for letting me check in and, and, and for talking. Um, and I will touch base with you in the, in, in the coming days for sure and keep uh, keep checking in on you and see how you guys are doing. Yes, I hope this guarantees me like a third appearance. Oh, yeah, 100%. Which, which <laughs> that, that definitely does. mean that we all made it. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. You know, then, then now I'm going to have another massive episode can, yes. where I'm checking in with everybody after this is done and we're exactly. all relieved and it's going to be the best episode of anything ever put on. That, I have that to look forward to now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, dude. You got to make it to the other side just to do that. Exactly. <laughs> you know? All right, man. I will talk to you soon. Stay safe. Stay healthy. My best to you and the fam. And please give that big, that big, awesome uh, note of gratitude and, and thank you to your mom because that was a huge help. For real. Will do. Will do. All right. Great, the, great talking to you, man. Likewise, Take man. Care. You're the man. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Later. Again, that was J.D. Marlowe. Uh, as, as I said to him, uh, I want to give his mom, uh, Judy, a really big shout out because she did really help my mother out a lot um, with getting her some food and, and, and stuff like that uh, because she has a catering business and everything. So, uh, Judy, if you're listening, I really thank you so very much for doing that. It, it meant a lot to, to my mother, to myself, uh, to the family, etc. So thank you again. And that is all for this part or part one of the Dads versus Coronavirus series, compilation, whatever you want to call it. Like I said, they, we're going to have a couple more. I'm trying to get in touch and, and compile all all of the different guests that I've had on the show over the last six months um, and, and kind of drop these little parts of this series uh, periodically throughout this whole thing so that we can kind of guide each other through this this pandemic that we're dealing with. Um, I will also have a regular normal episode coming later this week, so stay tuned for that. Um, as always, to connect on the Fatherhood Brotherhood, shoot us an email, dadhardpod at gmail.com. Check out the website, wedadhard.com, and follow us on Instagram at dadhardpod. And I will catch y'all on the other side. Please stay safe, stay healthy. And all you parents out there, dads out there, keep dadding hard. We need to do that more than ever. That's all for us for right now. I'll catch you on the other side. We're out. Peace. Remember back in the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your ways. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Ain't that the truth, man? I wish you could go back being a little kid again, man. Remember them good times. Everything was free spirit and all that. I'm talking the playground. He was playing on the monkey balls or whatever. Sprinklers. Hydrants going off in the street in the summertime. That home cooking. 